Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. Welcome back, friends. I am so glad to be with you today. So I wanted to fill you guys in on what's been going on these past three weeks. I postponed the Building with God series just a bit. Um, Basically, after Thanksgiving, a break, um, I went straight into finals. So for those of you who don't know, I am in a master's program for mental health counseling, and we're in the middle of finals. So Um, it's been a really, really busy season. So I just thank you for showing up and for the grace. Um, but yeah, so I have a message, um, that the Lord was just speaking to me about, um, this morning and I really felt like he wanted to share with you all. So that's what I'm going to share with you today. What I want to talk to you guys about today is that the Lord is always wanting to do something new. And I think this is just so timely because obviously, you know, we're going into Christmas season, a beautiful time of celebrating Jesus, but then we're right after is going into our new year, our new, our new season, right? And maybe you're even in the middle of a new season or just beginning one. Um, all of our seasons look different in everyone's lives. God is always doing um, something different, but he's also always doing something new in our lives. And I want to talk to this about, I want to talk to you about that today because I don't want us, when I say us, I'm talking me too. I don't want us to miss out on the new thing that the Lord is trying to do in our lives. Um, and I just want to, hopefully you can glean a little bit from what the Lord was speaking to me this morning. So when he asks us to do something new, or maybe he's even leading you to do something different. So when he asks us to do something, or when the Lord asks us to do something and lead us into maybe something different or new, we often resist it. Be We often have this resistance to it. Um, and I want to tell you the backstory of how um, really the topic of this episode came up and the Lord started to speak to me and, you know, started filling up the pages of my journal. Um, but it was actually this morning I was making eggs and, you know, I've been doing them sunny side up faithfully, basically every time I have eggs, um, because I just thought, I was like, wow, this is so much better. And the Lord spoke to me and he's like, I want to make an omelet today. And I was like, oh, I don't want an omelet Um, because previously I had usually like I'd always made omelets like every single time because basically I had no other idea how to cook eggs. (laughs) I was just like whip it up, put it in the pan, like throw my favorite things in there, omelet every time I ate eggs. And then I started, you know, doing different things. And I was like, oh, I like this so much better. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want to make an omelet. And at first I was like, oh, I don't want an omelet. And I had this picture in my head of the old omelet that I didn't really like. I was like, it's kind of dry when I make it. It's not that good you know, I don't, I don't want that. And I, so I started to, you know, I plopped one egg on there and then I realized I was like, wait, no, the Lord said make an omelet. So that means he wants to do something. And so I said, okay, Lord, you're right. Like, you know, better than I do. So I started mixing, you know, I take the one egg I plopped off and mix it into the omelet (laughs) for the other one I had. And I made an omelet and it was so delicious, you guys, like so much better than I had before, so much better than what I had planned. And it was amazing. I had the best breakfast ever with Jesus. So 
this and the Lord used that and he started speaking to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, how many times do we do that in our life? We resist a command or a nudge of the Lord or something new that he's leading us into because we have this picture and this idea of what it's going to look like. We look back to our old ways and our fixed mindset of um, what things are going, how it's going to be, right? Instead of releasing those old narratives and grabbing hold of the new thing that the Lord wants to do in your life today. So we can apply this to literally any area of our life. It can be dating, um, joining a new church, visiting a new church, praying for someone, starting a business, even stepping out in the prophetic gifting you have. All of these things we can, you know, the Lord gives us the nudges or let's start that business together. Let's do this together. And we are resistant. We are closed off. We're tense because we have this idea and this picture in our mind of what it looked like before. And really, what he when he does that when he's asking us to do something maybe we've already done before he's never asking us hey i want to do that thing i did last year with you um and and that's where our brains go we think oh i remember that failure i remember when i got that prophetic word for someone wrong i'm really feeling that today i feel like that's for somebody the prophetic words releasing prophetic words um i got that prophetic word wrong um you know, I prayed for someone and they didn't get healed or I visited that church or I visited a church before and that I just wasn't accepted or I I had a church family and they betrayed me Um, or I tried dating and it just didn't work for me. Can I relate to that one? (laughs) I can, ladies. Okay. Um, That's what that one's for me, probably for somebody listening. Um, But what the Lord is trying to do when he's actually nudging us, you know, hey, let's do this together. Let's, you know, make that omelet in this um, scenario is he's inviting us to let go and take us deeper into his loving trust and his best for you. And it's also about growing our intimacy with him. Like when your friend invites you to the movies and you say yes, you have these moments and experiences with that person that bring you closer. And the more we say yes to those moments with the Lord, we actually are getting closer to him and we're building this intimacy with him, even in the small moments. And I think that's really important because a lot of times we think, intimacy with the Lord. What does that look like? You know, it's going in our prayer closet and being alone with him. And yes, there is something so powerful about being face to face with God, just you and him, no one else around. But there's also something very powerful when we acknowledge his presence in us 24 seven, when we acknowledge and recognize that he is with us, Emmanuel, God with us all of the time that is presence and Holy Spirit are with us in every moment, and that he's also a God who wants to do the things with us, to have every moment with us. Um, He calls us his husband. He calls us, um, he said that we are, that he is our husband in the word. And, you know, wives and husbands do everything together. And that's exactly what the Lord wants to do with us. He wants us to be with him every moment because that's how much he loves and cares for us. So when the Lord of the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, um, 
it's from a safe place. It's from a place of the new thing. We we have to realize that when God speaks his word, right? So he says it in Isaiah, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? But the Lord's word, whether spoken or in the Bible itself, it never changes. The Lord never changes. So he's not wishy-washy like we, we are like, oh, I'll say I'll be there Friday and then I change my mind. He doesn't change his mind. So it, it applies to our lives over it, it never doesn't apply if that makes sense so he can be speaking about one thing in the word and it can apply to you today in every like in every situation it's truth and the truth doesn't change so i think that's really important um because i know a lot of people yeah may read that and be like oh that's not for me no 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 that is for you it is truth for you if you believe that jesus um, you know, is your Lord and Savior and that the word of God is true. Every word he spoke is for you. Healing is for you. Peace is for you. Joy is for you. Um, everything he spoke is for you. Every promise he has is for you. So um, it will be happens, you know, when he speaks that new thing, right? We can become so rigid with ourselves that we don't even realize that we've put ourselves in that place of just not even unwillingness to step into that new thing that the Lord is calling to uh, because we're set, we have our mind set in the wrong place. We have our mind set on what happened before in this picture and this idea. When, if we're honest with ourselves, that rigidness, that rigidness of, oh, it's got to be this way or, oh, I can't be flexible and change or, oh, I'm not going to do that. Um, or this this holding on to or clinging to of ideas is really just comes from a place of fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of uncertainty, uh, because we may end up in a place that we've been before instead of trusting the truth and the word of God that he is always doing a new thing and that when we step out into the new thing, we're going to see his glory and we're going to see something new and he's going to do something new and something different because that's who our God is. He's so big, right? He's so big and he has endless possibilities. Um, all, what is the verse? With God, all things are possible. Matthew nineteen twenty six. I just literally have a little pen holder with that verse on it. So praise God. Didn't even have to Google it. <laughs> um, but everything is possible with God. Come on, Holy Spirit, helping me out with this podcast. Um, but yeah, so we're scared that we're going to end up in the same place. But there's also this fear that what if we end up in a place we've never been before? That uncertainty, the unknown fear. We're like, what if I end up in a place and I, you know, I don't know what to expect there. I don't know what to do there. But getting us like outside of our comfort zone when really this is exactly where God wants us. So he can do the new thing in our lives that's going to take us into or even closer to everything he has for us. And a lot of times what we've been praying for, you know, you're praying for that breakthrough. You're praying for that spouse. You're praying for that, um, those giftings to come. You're praying for your destiny. And he's inviting you into this new thing to catapult you into that. And one of the reasons why we are so hesitant is because sometimes God's best isn't what we want. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes God's best isn't what we want. So it's hard for us to recognize because we think, oh, I want this. And when he gives us something else, 
we don't understand. Um, we have this lack of understanding. But what I want us to do is put our feet or put our understanding at the feet of Jesus and trust. Just take it up. Take our put our understanding at the feet of Jesus, supernatural things we can't even fathom with our own brains. And just look up and trust. That's the higher thing. That's the higher call. Um, so this is where we really need like discernment and trust in his word, um, trust in his promises, trust in who he is, trust in his goodness. And I'm going to share a little bit about that. Trust in his goodness, trust in who he is. So if we're going to trust in his goodness and trust in who he is, we need to cultivate in our lives um, a deep knowing of who he is a deep um, truth of who he is. We need a truth of who God is in our lives. And I don't notice I don't say understanding, right? We just laid that down. We want a truth um, because again, truth doesn't change. So we need to look in the scriptures of who is God? What does his goodness look like? You know, I think a lot of times we get in this Christianese vibe and we're just like, Oh, his goodness is, he's always good. God's always good. And it's like, do you really believe that? We need to have the scriptures and the truth be real to us and real to our hearts. And one of the ways we can do this is not only through the word, really digging into scripture, um, but also through our own experiences. I think it's so important to have some sort of journal. Um, you can do it on your phone and your notes. You can even make a little folder that says goodness of God. And then re- start recording all the moments that the Lord has been faithful to you or you've seen the goodness of God in your life. This is so important because when you're in those times of you're like, oh man, Lord, I believe in for your goodness, but I'm just like discouraged or whatever, you can open that up and remember the truth of his goodness. You're like, wow, you were good here and 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 you were good here. I do this. Um, I record like all the, I try to record. I don't, you don't like, I don't do it every day. Um, but just as like off, you know, anything like special or big or even the small things I record again, this just is increasing your faith in that truth and getting you rooted in the truth of God's goodness in not just maybe what you see in scripture, even though that's true. Um, but I think it becomes a lot more personal when you see it in your own life. So I think that's just a great practice. And I think another thing um, that really stirs up our faith in this area is asking friends for testimonies, um, people that you know personally, and asking them, hey, like, how has God been good in your life in this season or this year or this month or this week? You know, asking them to share their testimonies. And that's why it's so important that we share testimonies. Um, not only is it the prophecy of Jesus, but it also stirs up our faith for more of God and believing we're going to see the goodness of God and maybe something in an area we haven't experienced um, him fully yet. But you've seen the goodness of God in your friend's life in an area of finances maybe that you want. So you're like, okay, I'm going to take that testimony for me and I'm going to hold on to the truth of God and pair that with your own testimonies, pair that with the truth in the word, and you have a firm foundation to stand on as you trust in the Lord. Um, Or we're just living this very superficial surface level Christian life that 
God has not called us to. That is not our calling. Um, yeah, Jesus did not die and resurrect um, so that we could just be surface level. <laughs> He's like, I want to live inside of you. And he does. So just praying for that deeper revelation and deeper truth in our hearts and trust, trust in that truth. Give us that grace, God. So again, God is really just inviting us to let go of this idea or picture um, of our perfect or maybe what we like to call what's best for me. Because guess what? You don't know what's best for you. Um, I know in a lot of situations, you know, we have discernment, right? I'm not saying you don't discern and you know, okay, you know, this isn't good fit for me. This isn't that, whatever. But it's trusting the leading of the Lord and Holy Spirit over our set, our set ways, right? And trusting that he has the best for us. Because God's best, like I said before, isn't always going to look like what we want or what we pictured, what we imagined. Like for me this morning, I didn't want an omelet. When the Lord was like, let's make an omelet, and I'm using such a small example, but it go the same thing can apply to every big situation you face in your life or every area of your life. Um, I didn't want an omelet. I was like, literally, ew, Lord. But it was the best. It was the best option. Um, even if it doesn't feel like it or you don't even have the desire yet, um, still trusting that God has the best for you because he's a good God. And again, getting that truth soaked into your heart that he has the best for me. He knows what's best for me. And I feel like a lot of lies, we receive a lot of lies about who the father is. The enemy loves to just creep in with his dumb little lies, um, because lies are not truth, right? They're not real. Um, so he just likes to confuse who the father is and that, oh, does he really have the best for you? You know, is he really that good? Does he really want to bless your finances? Um, does he really want you to have that perfect marriage that you've dreamed of since you were a little girl? Does he really want you to have those children that you dream about? You know, every time you see a little kid, um, does he really want that for you? I'm just telling you right now, you have those doubts in your heart or these lies that maybe you've believed. I just want to invite you to just break a with them like literally right now and just say I rebuke that in the name of Jesus and I'm like I do not agree like I release that I break agreement with that and that's not for me and to be like and then you need to start declaring truth over your life this is called spiritual warfare I know that that term can seem like totally out there to a lot of people they're like what the heck how do you even you know war in the spirit but it's really just combating lies with truth, the truth of God, because we can't be believing lies. We don't have time for that. We are children of God and he has amazing things for us and he's inviting into the best things for us. He's inviting into us into his best. And if we're believing lies, we're some, we're like on, not even on his, we can't even see the best he has for us. We're not even on the same level of like where God wants to take us. So just let go, just so you can even take a few minutes, pause this and just ask the Lord, Lord, where, what am I not believing about your goodness or your character or your nature? And just, he'll reveal it, ask Holy Spirit to reveal it and then ask him to help you 
just release that and just start releasing it in faith. Um, even a prophetic act, if you have it, um, prophetic act, basically like, you know, shaking off the old lies or stepping into your new destiny and taking literally physically taking a step of faith. It's, those are so powerful. Um, I was recently at a conference and I learned a lot about prophetic acts, um, from Chuck Pear, if you guys know who that is in Bethel. He's amazing. He's like my new favorite joy person. Um, but I just had to shout him out because uh, he was all about prophetic acts. And I'm like, this is awesome. Okay. Like once you've broken those agreements, you just can say, Jesus, I want your best for me and all of what you have for me. And that's it. You can just surrender and say, I want the best you have for me, Jesus. And I'm going to trust you. Like, I'm going to trust you. Um, and all of that you have for me. And here's the good news about when we do this, right? When we surrender and we ask for all of him and his best is that he gives it. <laughs> it's already available because he's a good, good father. But all he has for us comes with abundant grace, peace, abundant provision, abundant fruit. And it often, almost, I would say always, honestly, blesses more people than just you. I'm going to say that again. It blesses more people than just you. Because while God loves you with his entire heart and everything he is, and you are his beautiful child, the the affection, the desire of his heart, um, he also desires to call all to him. And he says this in the scripture, you know, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord. Yes, because of his lordship, because of, but also because of his love. You know, he loves these people. His heart is so big, he has enough room to fully love you and fully love your neighbor fully love the man on the street corner and fully love those who persecute you. Um, and I feel like I should just say that again. He has enough, he has enough to love to fully love those who persecute you. So people who have called you names, who have right downright deceited you, um, or deceited you. I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> have been deceitful towards you. Um, he has enough love for them and compassion for them. Um, because you think about Jesus, he went through the same things. He understands our pain in that. He's not belittling it, um, but he also has enough love to cover it. Um, and in the word, it says um, that love covers offenses. Love covers wrongs. Love covers a multitude of sins. Um, and his love, like I said, is unending. So what I, I feel like the Lord wants us to stop doing is stop receiving the false rejection we put on ourselves when the Lord asks us to do something that is about, I was just going to say it, is not about us, right? It is more about helping or blessing someone else and release ourselves from this like, what about me like mentality and wake up to the reality that God is bigger than what our eyes can see and what our current, what we're currently perceiving. And our obedience, and also realize that our obedience and trust in him is just as much for us as it is for others. And that in doing and blessing others, being led by the Lord to bless others, pray for others, um, be there for others, we are building treasures in heaven. And 
just celebrating that, celebrating the fact that we are having treasures in heaven. So let us be so excited that we get to co-labor with God and let us celebrate that we get to do his will. Oh my gosh. And more than, you know, or I don't want to say more than at like love it just as much as when we get blessed. Um, because this confirms like when we, when he invites us to do his will for someone else, right. Or invites us to do his will, you know, where, you know, the omelet thing that I'm talking about, you know, either way, it's like we, when he invites us to do his will and we get to celebrate that we get to do his will, we're celebrating, not just because that's what we do as Christians, right? We need to know why we do things as Christians. We need to have that truth understanding of this is why I do things. This is my conviction. This is the truth I'm hanging on to because, because when we do his will, or he invites us in to do his will. This confirm this affirms our identity and the truth that we are children of God. And I'm just going to read a scripture to you guys um, that really hits that point. Oh, I love this so much. So 1 John 5, um, verse 1 through 3 in the King James Version. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who everyone that loveth him, that begat love, loveth him also that is begotten of him. And begotten basically means like, oh, this is so good. So begotten, um, if you read it um, in the Amplified Version, I'm not 100% sure if it's this one, but there's other verses where the word begotten is used. And then there's a parenthesis. And you know what the parenthesis says? It says fathered. Fathered. When we are begotten, we are fathered by God. We are not orphans. We are not out doing things on our own. We are fathered by the Lord. And fathers take care of their children. And I think that's so important because wherever you're stepping out that the Lord has led you to, He is fathering you. He is with you. He's not just saying, oh, go figure it out, daughter. Think about a good father. Whether you had one or not, think about a good one. And you just say, wow, like he's there. He supports his daughter. He's there cheering her on the whole time, especially when he asks her to go, when, especially when she's doing something he asks her to do. Um, because he's not celebrating. Yes, he's celebrating your obedience and he loves your obedience, but he's celebrating that you guys are doing something together in partnership, but he's also celebrating that you're trusting him. God loves when we trust him. He's just like, wow, they're trusting me. This is amazing. And because he also just loves who you are. He loves seeing your personality come out in every situation. He loves seeing the way you talk to people about Jesus. He loves the way you write on, on social media about, um, how much you love him and how much you love others. He loves just seeing you be creative, right? When it's just you and him. And, you know, he's like, let's paint together. And you're just painting alone in your room with Jesus. Do you know how much he loves that? It's not always the things that we do for the Lord. It's or the, what I like to call like the good works, you know? It's these other things that just you and him time. And he's like, will you read with me? Will you sing a song with me? Will you walk down the street with me? Will you go get ice cream with me? Um, and you, he loves when you just say yes to that because you're saying yes to, you know, we say obedience a lot. Yes, it's obedience, but it's just saying yes to, I want to be with you. I want to be with you, God. 
And I honestly think that's what more people, that's what God wants more is a people that want to be with him more than a people that just want to serve him. I, 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 you know, I don't want to say more. I want to say both because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm learning that everything in the, the spirit, you know, in the, in the spiritual realm is both. It's always both, right? It's not and or it's both. Um, usually I would say, um, that's not deeply theological. Uh, actually could be. Okay. Moving on. Um, first John five, two, by this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Verse three, for this is the love of God and that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous for whatever, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And the word grievous means of something bad, very severe or serious. That's what it means. It's not going to be this heavy yoke. Jesus says in Matthew 11, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find a rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The things the Lord is asking us to do, there's going to be, like I said before, that abundant peace, abundant grace, abundant provision. And yes, of course, it'll be challenging times that, you know, he's like, okay, I want you to start this ministry. I want you to um, leave this job and go do something else. I want you to move across the state, you know, these very big things, but it's also in these little things like making an omelet. The Lord really just wants us to know the small things matter just as the big things to him Um, because he wants all of your heart. So that's how we get to show him. But yeah, so I just want, I just pray for, um, pray for us to be in a posture of just saying yes to the Lord because we're delighted and excited about doing his will because when we do it, it confirms and affirms our identity. It affirms our identity in him and that we have his love and that he loves us so much because he wants to do things with us and we get to co-partner and co-labor with him um, and just get excited about that. So I just pray, yeah, I just pray a new excitement over every single person listening, a new excitement to do the will of the father in the small things and in the big things. And that we are, I just release joy over you. I just release joy in the name of Jesus. And that, yeah, just a release, a spirit of celebration, um, in his goodness and praise, um, yeah. And praise for the more to come. So it's so cool. We get to thank God and be in this place of excitement, but then we also get to praise him for what he's already done in our lives. How cool is that? And we're, and praise him that there's more, right? His, his grace and his love is unending, meaning that just because something great happened this week, that means that there's more coming. It's like, hey, here's some of my goodness. Here's some of my goodness. Be expectant of his goodness. So I just release that over you for a new expectation, a new hope for his goodness, for the things unseen, Lord. Shift our eyes on you for the things unseen and put a new hope in us. Yeah, we just break off anything, Lord 
all anxiety, all fear, all doubt, all resistance to you. And we just give it, I just pray a grace over you to let go and be free because this, who the sun sets free is free indeed. In Jesus name. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have received anything from this podcast that has helped you in your personal life or your walk with Jesus, I just want to invite you to support the podcast. So this podcast is made possible. I do it completely free, um, but with support from people like you, listeners, people who love, you know, every message that we put out, um, we're able to do more episodes and just support the growth of this podcast to reach more and more women. So we just thank you for listening and we thank you for supporting and you can do that via PayPal below or uh, for a one time or you can become a Patreon and give monthly. All right. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you next time.